everybody. Before we begin, just a few shoutouts. Thank you to all of the podcasts so far that have mentioned us. Also, big shoutout to Willem for the cover art and Red J for the theme music. If you are new here, welcome, and we hope you enjoy our episode on Scott Peterson. Hello. Hi. <laughs> that was so unenthusiastic. Hi. I'm here. <laughs> like always. Yeah. Um, guess what we're doing? Murderer. <laughs> <laughs> Murderer. We're doing the case on Scott Peterson that actually has a bit of an update for recently. Since it is a pretty early case. Like, it was from the early 2000s. My mother was born. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My mother was born. Um, we are going to Modesto, Modesto, California, to investigate the murders of Lacey and Connor Peterson today. So, start with the environment once again, because Modesto has low crime rate. Also, the Peterson family loved Lacey Dennis Rocha, like uh, Scott's, like not like that. They like. Scott was their golden boy. Like, they, he could do anything wrong. That's impossible. They thought that Lacey was perfect for their son. Um, Scott's parents were Jackie and Lee, who had six children from previous relationships. Scott was actually the only child they had together. Uh, Jackie owned a boutique, while Lee, a businessman, had a crate packaging company. Lacey's parents were Sharon and Dennis Rocha. Sadly, Dennis divorced Sharon when Lacey and she's was dead. <laughs> um, he divorced Sharon when Lacey was a young age. Um, then died in his sleep, which is fun. Um, Lacey's stepdad is now Ron Gransky, a dairy farmer. So Lacey and her older brother Brent and younger half scissors scissors. and younger half-sister Amy lived on a farm. Um, When Scott was young, he dreamt of being a professional golfer. So yeah, kind of a loser. That's okay. (laughs) What a great lifelong dream. Don't you think? I want to do slap shots on grass for the rest of my life. Yeah! Okay. (laughs) By Uh, the time he was 14, he couldn't he could be his dad at a round of golf and by the end of high school he was one of the top junior golfers in san diego where he grew up scott stopped playing golf for school because he felt intimidated by the competition so he's a wimp too oh i thought you were gonna say you got intimidated by the bullies because they kept (laughs) bullying him He was transferred to the school where Lacey was attending at the time. Scott worked at a cafe. He took Lacey's order, and she was already in love with him, so she asked her friend to give him her phone number. Ah, That's going in the wrong direction. What do you mean? 
Okay, he's, he's gonna fall in love with this with the friend. <gasps> no, okay, are they still alive? Who? These people. Except Stacy, because she's obviously Lacey. dead. Lacey! Lacey! Lacey, because she's obviously dead. Yeah, she's obviously dead. Um, I don't know who the friend is. It just said, Lacey asked a friend. Um, in 1997, after Lacey graduated, they got married. After Scott graduated, the family opened a sports bar called The Shack. Which... Crime <laughs> Shack, boys and girls. They copyrolled us. Um, I mean, no, we copyrolled them. I didn't even know they had a place called The Shack before I looked into it. Well, they copyrolled us. Mm-hmm. That's disrespectful. Um, in 2000, the Petersons sold the sports bar and moved to Lacey's hometown, Modesto. <gasps> They had a three-bedroom house in a good neighborhood. Lacey was a substitute teacher, and Scott worked for a fertilizer company. Um, Lacey loved being a housewife, enjoyed cooking and entertaining friends. She was excited to hear that she was pregnant in 2002. On December 24th, 2002, it was Christmas Eve. Lacey was eight months pregnant with the baby that the couple already named Connor. So it's pretty little Connor. Oh, he's adorable. And now he's dead. Yeah. Um, the house was prepared for the baby. Nursery all set up. Pretty much only thing missing from the house was the baby. Like the baby. The baby. The baby. Can we play a song real quick? No. scott and Lacey woke up together that morning after watching tv and eating breakfast scott decided to go fishing for part of the day before leaving he was seen loading three outside umbrellas into his truck at 9 30. so christmas eve your pregnant wife plans on doing stuff and you're going out fishing okay 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 but like was the son unborn when he died? Yeah. Okay. Well, they think so. They think so. Okay. But, like, seriously, though. And you'll learn, learn that, like, he didn't plan on going fishing. He was going to go golfing until he found out it was rainy and cold. So he During decided, oh, I have an idea. During the winter. Uh, this is such a It's somewhere in the United States, so it's pretty warm. We're in Canada, by the way. Um... So yeah, rainy, cold. I know what I'm gonna do today. I'll go out on the water. <laughs> right. Yeah. Doesn't it so with umbrellas. Umbrellas. <laughs> Multiple umbrellas. Why? Three. No one knows. Um, Lacey told Scott that she would mop the floors, walk the dog, pretty much tidy up the house because they had a family party they planned on attending later that day. Scott drove to his warehouse to send home to not homework <laughs> um to send some work emails and pick up his boat. Scott Scott drove to his warehouse to send some work emails and picked up his boat. He drove to the Berkeley Marina. Scott goes fishing for about an hour and a half at 2:17 p.m. Scott left Lacey a voicemail. He said, Hi, beautiful. Just left you a message at home. 2.15. I'm leaving the Berkeley. I won't be able to go to the Vela Farms to pick up the basket for Papa. 
I was hoping you would get this message and go out there. I'll see you in a bit, sweetie. I love you. Bye. And then she's dead. Well, just wait. We, we're getting there. We're getting there. Ah, uh, what are the dead people coming in? <laughs> Scott went home after getting gas. Um, got in the shower because he claimed that he was all messy from fishing. Um, this was at around 4.30. The house was empty. Scott noticed Lacey's car, purse, and car keys were still all in the house. Scott washed his clothes that he wore fishing because they were too messy. Um, Scott also assumed Lacey went to her mother's house. But after an hour, he called Sharon. Sharon, too, did not know where Lacey was. Half an hour later, Ron, Lacey's stepdad, called 911 to report Lacey missing. Oh, well, this Some, is obvious. Hey, sometime before this, the neighbors found the Peterson's dog, Mackenzie, with a leech outside with no owner twice. So, this is obvious. Obvious for what? That he did it? Yeah. And why do you say that? Because he took a shower because his clothes were dirty, and then he washed his clothes. He was obviously cleaning the blood. It's also that, that he mopped the floors with bleach and claimed that Lacey was mopping the floor so that it wouldn't seem weird. Yeah, he, he killed her. Obviously. <laughs> what is this? What is this? Um, garbage like garbage. This, uh, like what a piece of garbage did he not is, did he escape or something no he he's still in jail he's still in jail but we'll talk about that later on um this was where mistakes happened the police released scott's whereabouts during this period of time so now it is possible for him to be framed uh no um, police took the case immediately as Lacey was eight months pregnant. They questioned Scott Peterson the day she disappeared and were thrown by his behavior. I suspected Scott when I first met him. Didn't mean he did it, but I was still a bit thrown off by his calm, cool demeanor and lack of questioning. He wasn't, will you call me back? Can I have one of your cards? What are you guys doing now? Said Bueller Brocchini, one of the investigators on the case. So he's rather chill. He's like helping them out, but he's not really worried about it. He's trying to play it cool. But trying to be chill and everything. So he won't be suspected of the Um, They searched the house and the boat to find nothing overly suspicious. Only piece of notable evidence was Lacey's hair on pliers. That was found at her home. Um, this could have very well been like her doing her eyebrows or like plucking little hairs or something. Um, but it could also be used at a mur- as a murder weapon. <laughs> um, there were also some prints of cement as if Scott built homemade anchors. Finally, the boat was made for fresh water, but the water in San Francisco. San Francisco was salty. So, later on, he actually claimed that it was a gift for his godfather, I think. But I I don't think it's true. I don't think it's true. He dropped her off in the ocean. (laughs) Also, the uh, amount of homemade anchors he made is unknown. Nobody knows how many he made. Oh, that's just suspicious. <laughs> um, 
The town came together to help find Lacey. The reward for her safe return went up to half a million dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, the tip line regularly got people claiming they saw Lacey walking the dog that morning. One thing was not allowed to be done, though. They were not allowed to post any pictures of Lacey with Scott. Scott then allowed them and made them take it down immediately. So, <laughs> he not only... And, like, the town was really good about it. Like, you'll see how well the community is. They really want to find Lacey. But Scott yeah. is, like, if they posted a picture with him with Lacey, they would make, you would make them take it down. Come to your house <laughs> and take all your children. Um. So, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty much being, like, I'll sue you. You don't have my permission. Karen. Karen. Karen! Um, the town and the community also got together to support Lacey on New Year's Eve by attending a candlelit vigil where all of Lacey's family members spoke, except for one. Guess who it is? Her husband. Scott. Um, people didn't even know he was there. Uh was he there? Yeah. He was. But, like, he didn't talk to anyone. He didn't really do anything. That's just... What turned the public against Scott was the affair he was having. Uh, uh, excuse me. Amber Frey, a massage therapist, called the police on December 30th, saying that she has been dating Scott Peterson for around two months. He lied to her, saying that he was single. But after she saw him in the paper, she reported to the police. This information was not revealed until January 24th, 2003. Okay, whoa! <laughs> Miss girl. That is just... And he lied to her. He lied to her? Said he, she was single. In that, fact, he's a douche. Let's get to some other things he lied about. Um, Amber was a 27-year-old single mother at the time and would never dream of her new boyfriend being a killer. Uh, Scott told Amber 15 days before Lacey went missing that he lost his last wife and that this would be the first holiday without her. She went missing on Christmas Eve. Well, that's just, it's obvious. And he said this 15 days before she went missing. Set it up. This man set it up to get. Oh, he wanted to ditch her, his wife, because he didn't like. He didn't want a baby boy. He wanted a girl. So he ditched his wife. He ditched his wife, and then he became. He he had an affair with another woman and set it all up. So Stacy, or whatever her name is, Lacy, Lacy would die. How pits. does this always come up to some big conspiracy theory? Last, I'm epi so smart. last episode was a mailman. <laughs> this episode is that you didn't want a boy. <laughs> <laughs> it was also said that Scott didn't want to have kids. He was okay with Amber's current daughter, Ayanna. You see? A you see? Y he, wanted, he wanted a girl. A-Y- Ayanna. A-Y-I-A-N-N-A. -N -N -A. So, yeah, he was okay with Amber's kid, but not 
want it. He didn't want it. Um, this all is suspicious, as 15 days after these conversations, his pregnant wife goes missing just before Christmas. He said that it would be the first holiday without her, and technically, it's not a holiday. Christmas is the holiday. Therefore, either he is a fortune teller. He planned it. Man planned it. Man planned it. Also, at the New Year's Eve candlelit facial thingy, guess who he called? Uh, her name is Andrea, right? Amber. Amber. And guess where he said he was? I don't know. Partying with his family? At a New Year's Eve party at the Eiffel Tower. Damn, this man, this man. That's so good. Um, of course, this is a lie. <laughs> um, Amber agreed to tape her and Scott's phone calls. It lasted for nearly two months. Turns out, on January 6th, 6, 2003, Scott reveals the truth about him being married and not traveling Europe. <laughs> um... The day has finally come. Lacey and Connor were found on April 13th and 14th. They were not in the situation they had wished to find their loved ones. So they were found at different times, like three miles away, I think. Um, A male newborn baby and a torso of a recently pregnant woman. A torso of a recently pregnant woman was found. And a baby boy, dead. Found at the shore of the Berkeley Marina, where Scott was fishing, fishing the day they went missing. One more thing, he couldn't tell the police what kind of fish he was fishing for. <laughs> what kind of fisherman doesn't know that? Got all the fancy golf tools, but don't know what a salmon is. <laughs> Immediately before it was even confirmed that it was Connor and Lacey's bodies, the investigators knew they had to find Scott. I just thought, we've got to find Scott, right now. He told me he's there, and that's where the bodies come up? I mean, I believe it was premeditated. He planned it. It's a quote from Rochini, the investigator. Um... They found Scott in California near his mom's San Diego home and near the Mexican border. Uh, he had dyed his hair blonde and had a goatee. And then when I say dyed his hair blonde, I mean like hair, eyebrows, goatee. <laughs> everything was blonde. Really? Everything? Mm-hmm. Um, in uh, his car, they found $15,000 in cash, cash, his brother's ID, and a multitude of cell phones. So, yeah. Later that day, it was confirmed the Lacey, the Lacey and Connor's remains were the ones found at the shore of Berkeley Marina. He's a fraud. Scott pleaded not guilty, of course, on the 2nd of May in 2003. A celebrity lawyer named Mark Jaragos joined Scott's team. Um, the trial began in San Mateo County 
on June 1st, 2004, it was moved from Modesto to Redwood because of mass publicity and the chance of an unfair trial. Also important to mention, there was a burglary the day of Lacey's disappearance across the street. And it was said at the trial, maybe Lacey was a witness and the burglars decided to kill her to keep her mouth shut. There were many other theories, but Scott Lawson was sentenced to death by lethal injection for two counts of murder, one for Lacey and one for Connor. He was given death sentence until August 24th, 2020. He was given death sentence until August 24th, 2020, when it was overturned. He now has life in prison with no chance of parole. Okay. Um, no one knows what happened that year on Christmas Eve. No one knows if Scott was a loving husband who had an affair on the side, or if it was a horrific killer to his wife and child. What do you think? I think, I think, I think this man's a fraud. Maybe, maybe he actually did have a wife. Maybe the the girl that was killed, Stacy or Lacey? Lacey. Lacey. Lacey, her? She had a husband. But the dude, I don't know what his name is. Scott. Sc- <laughs> Scott Peterson. Uh, he's a, he was like a fraud. So like he killed Lacey's husband and took his place. Scott is Lacey's husband. Yeah, but what if, what if, what if he took his name? And he's a random dude from I don't know where. You're crazy. And he took his name, and he killed the other dude, which his actual name is Scott Peterson. And he actually looked so much like him, that it was the perfect opportunity to steal Scott Peterson's life. And then kill it. Mm-hmm. And there's actually a lot of evidence that points away from this, oh. such as Ann Bird, um, Scott's sister half sister technically um she's the oldest of their mother um she was adopted and actually found her family not long before Lacey was killed so yeah she actually has a book i think it's called 33 reasons why my brother scott peterson is guilty and blood brother i have the book and i'm very happy to have it um, it pretty much just gives you an inside look on, like, what Scott's behavior was like, what Lacey was like, and, like, knowing what Lacey was like kind of hurt a little more, because, like, she was a perfectionist. Like, it got a basket that was perfect, all organized, and she made it even more perfect. She loved hanging out with everyone. It was said that her smile could light up an entire room. Yeah. Like, she was the best person on the planet. And she died by this jerk throwing her in a, a river on a freshwater boat that he put into salt water that he later on claimed was a present for his dad, father-in-law, I think. Father-in-law. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Sip the tea, I guess. So, now that you know that he did not take Scott Peterson's identity... But how do you not know he did not actually though? He, because like... Ann Bird um met the family recently and like do you not think their mother would not notice? 
Maybe. He was so perfect, he studied his behavior perfectly. Because maybe he was a perfectionist too. Um, studied it perfectly to resemble this dude named Scott Peterson. Um, it is said that, like, his one of his teachers had a quote of, like, I would have a class of a thousand Scott Peterson's. Now, I don't think he would want that anymore. <laughs> but he was a very good student. He was very kind. Um, if you read the Blood Brother book, you can tell that he was very excited to have a sister. He was very loving and charming. And, like, he was able to make uh, Lacey fall in love with him without him even trying, just giving her an order. Okay. And they met at that cafe. And Lacey was the one to make him leave. So what I think is happening is Scott did it for himself. He had an affair, and that was the beginning to try to just get away from being the perfect little boy. Because he's been perfect for his family, he's been perfect for his friends, he's been perfect for his teachers, he's been perfect for everyone, and he just wanted to not be perfect for once. So he had an affair with Amber. And then, with the baby coming, he couldn't do anything. He couldn't get away. And I don't think it was... I think the baby was a trigger, but I think- To kill everyone. No, I think the baby was a big trigger because she was eight months pregnant. Like, it, the baby was coming. Like- And I think that would take away his ability to not be perfect. And so that mixed with the constant loving- Like, I don't- I'm not saying don't love your kids. That's messed <laughs> up. But like, let's be honest, Scott was his mom's favorite. She called him a golden boy. Anberg points out in her book that the mom thought fond of him. Like, he was very... He was almost like baby. Like, she couldn't believe that he could do anything. And so, him having to be so perfect all the time was kind of like eating him in some way. Eating so, him on the inside out. I think he killed her to be not perfect. And it was pretty much an escape. Because, again, Lacey, perfectionist. Perfectionist. And, like, everyone loved her. Like, not a question. So, yeah. That's Scott Peterson case. What do you think? Um, so, I think... What do I think? I, don't think, I think he's a... And I quote, douchebag. <laughs> hey guys thank you a lot for listening and hope we see you guys next time and next time will be the case of mary vincent which has a very secret ending that i do not want to spoil to keep you engaged and keep listening to us so that we have an actual audience <laughs> thank you very much have a nice day everyone Wow, 
what a case. We hope you enjoyed today's episode on the Petersons. Thank you again to Willem for our wonderful cover art and Red J for our amazing theme music. Please follow us on Instagram and join our Facebook page. Both can be found in the description. We hope you enjoyed your time with us and we hope you come next time. Thank you very much. Goodbye.